Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 221 for Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How are you guys doing, huh? Welcome to the One Man Podcast. If you don't know what that is, that is me, comedian and earthling Josh Williams, uh, taking you through what's going on with me. Uh, I always tell you about what uh, I did in the last week. Let's my friends, family, fans, whomever, uh, Josh Curious people. I just kind of go, uh, what's this guy been up to? You know what I mean? We haven't seen him on stage in a long time. What is going on in his life? Well, this is where you come to find out. Um, and this week I will be telling you uh, a few things. I went and I saw my first movie in a theater in a long time. And if you've been a onesie, you know, since uh, at least for a long time, you'd know that uh, this feller, he likes to go put his butt in a chair in a movie theater. All right. That's a thing that I do. And I think I really enjoy doing. And what's this? Ah, another thing I enjoy doing is slurping a cup of coffee. Um... And I do it frequently. I actually slurp a lot of things in this. It started as like, uh, I had a pretty good microphone. So if I had a little sip on something every now and again, I remember uh, Summersby was a, was a sponsor. So I drink out of a can and I'd, you know, slurp out of the can a little bit, or sometimes, you know, you have a drink and there's just a bunch of fluid left in the ring. It's unsightly, even though I'm just by myself, I'd give a little <laughs> slurp it out, but I picked up on that. And, you know, some people were like, uh, that's really funny. I, I laugh. I, it's almost like a, a game that they play is how many times am I going to slurp? So I, uh, I have grown to embellish it. It is one of the quirks of the show is listening to yours truly slurp whatever beverage he's got in front of him today. I have two. I have a bottle of vitamin water. They are not a sponsor. I just got it on sale at Costco. Costco also not a sponsor. Um, but we'll be, uh, I went to the movies. I saw Black Widow. I will tell you about that. Um, I also watched, uh, a shittiest movie. I haven't had a recommendation for the shittiest movie in a very long time. And I don't even think I reviewed one, but I, I watched one and I actually came across another one in my search. I, uh, I watched only because it was one of those ones that's like leaving Amazon prime in less than 16 hours or something like that. It was like, Oh, okay, well let's watch it. It seemed stupid. Um, what else? I, I watched another episode of Loki, even though it's finished, I will tell you guys my thoughts on Loki, because uh, I know everyone's dying to know. Josh, what are your thoughts on the show Loki? Um, you know, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, what else? What else? I uh, watched a couple of docu-series. Well, no, I didn't watch the whole series. I apologize. I watched a couple episodes of a docu-series, the movies that made us. I will talk about that. I got to go to the Rito Center with Brody, and we uh, we visited the Lego store. We'll tell you about that excursion. I played code names with my internet family. What's an internet family, Josh? I've explained this in the past, but... Woo-hoo! 
excuse me. Um, I'll tell you guys about that. And, uh, and I got my second vaccination. So, uh, this here feller is double vaxxed, double vaxxed with the same serum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I will tell you guys all about my experiences getting double vaccinated. Um, but that's going to be what we talk about this week. So why don't we just dive right in it? Do I start with, uh, let's start with some, some movie and some TV shit, huh? Let's get that out of the way. I went to go see Black Widow and apparently I didn't know this. I avoided it. I've, I've been kind of a Marvel nerd. Every time a new Marvel movie comes out, I'm all over it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a day one fucking kind of guy, you know, I, I enjoy what they do and I like watching it. Um, I bought my tickets in advance, you know, for infinity war and black Panther and Endgame. I was just like, Oh, it's coming. It's coming. It's going to be huge. Got to get there first night. Want to see it. So, uh, when black widow came out in the, you know, eventually, right. It was supposed to come out for like two years now. Just because of the pandemic and stuff, it's been getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And I think Disney was like, well, we want to make that theater money, right? You can, you can pay 30 bucks at home and have like nine people watch it, or you can make them all pay 15 bucks to go see it in the theater. That's a lot more money for them. So, uh, I think Disney was really waiting to make sure that they didn't have any theatrical releases that just kind of came out on TV. And, uh, so yeah, uh, black widow, uh, was getting, I guess people have been slamming it. Um, my mom watches a lot of those, like she calls them the nerds, right? She's like, I just, well, you know, I just watch the nerds on YouTube and they all talk about, you know, this, that, whatever. So my mom, someone who liked all the Marvel movies has been like, oh, you know, the, the nerds didn't like it. So I'm not going to go see it. I'm like, all right, well, I saw it and I thought it was, it was good. Um, so just, if you're somebody who hasn't seen it and you're like, well, I just heard it shit. It wasn't, it wasn't shit. Um, was it the best movie ever? No. But none of them really are. They're just fun little romps. And I'll tell you, to, to be back in the theater was great. Um, so it's, I thought it was a prequel. I thought it was a movie about Black Widow before she came to America and became an Avenger. Um, it is not. It is not a prequel. Um, spoiler alert, there's something that happens to Black Widow in Endgame where you're like, well, none of the movies can take place after that. So... Uh, it has to be before, but this actually, the timeline for this one is, uh, right, right after the civil war movie, Captain America, civil war. So this is in between the time from civil war to infinity, uh, war. So it was, uh, it was a good time. Uh, you know, in the timeline, we're not like, Oh my God, she looks like she's 30. How is she like a 19 year old? This was definitely, uh, takes place, uh, you know, not, not too far before infinity war. Um, there's lots of really charming moments in the movie. It's, it's definitely Marvel's, uh, wheelhouse where they're able to do like really cool action. Of course, as the, the more they get into the movies, obviously the more budget they get, um, good directors, things like that. But there's like a lot of really great action scenes in it. Um, the humor is on point. Like, you know, Marvel does a really good job of, 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 you know, uh, including, you know, humor and stuff like that. Um, it was, I found it fun. I honestly found it fun. It was a fun action movie. It was a fun, you know, kind of dialogue. It was nice to see the character again. Um, in the sense that, you know, like I try, I try not to do spoilers on my reviews and stuff, but look, if you're like, don't ruin black widow. And yet you haven't seen Endgame in two years, you know, she dies in Endgame, fuckers, you know, spoiler alert. All right. If you don't know this and you're like, I just want to make sure I don't listen, she's dead. So this movie had to happen before. So it was nice for her character to get, especially being like a, such a mainstay, you know what I mean? In the Marvel cinematic universe, she was literally in the third movie and her characters happened onwards, right? There was Iron Man and Thor before her. That's it. Iron Man two was the third movie. She was in that. She was introduced. She was in all the Avengers movies, 
You know what I mean? So she's been a really strong character and, and for some of the other people to come along and get their own solo movies and not her, um, it was great. It was great to have. I honestly, like it, it's not the best story ever, but it was a fun story. It was fun to see her as the, it was a, it was a really fun movie. It was really fun. So if you're looking for something to do, you want to enjoy yourself, uh, go check out fucking, uh, what's her face there? Black widow. Okay. Um, another movie I watched, ha. <laughs> Be early on in the podcast to talk about it because I was kind of like, oh, I was sort of hoping to put this in with the shittiest movie later on. But this one was dumb, and I like I I had it on in the background while I was doing other things. But there was a movie called Attack of the 50 Foot Cheerleader. Um, there was an, a, a movie from forever ago called Attack of the 50 Foot Woman. Um, and I don't know anything about that movie, but I saw Attack of the 50 Foot Cheerleader. I was like, oh god, this looks like again, I was on the hunt for the shittiest movie, and so. I remember, uh, scrolling through and I'm like attack of the 50 foot cheerleader. And then like, I highlighted it, right. You're scrolling past them to highlight, to get the, uh, the synopsis. And it's like leaving Amazon in like 14 hours or 16 hours or something. So I was like, okay, well, this is like, I'm looking for something. It's literally my last chance. Um, so click on it starts the show. And it was like, it started off like a Nickelodeon movie in the sense that like the dialogues kind of like hokey and dorky, the, the people's, the people's characters are such a character a caricature of that archetype. Like the, the mean head cheerleader, the, the dorky plain Jane chick who wants to be a cheerleader. And they've got like accentuated greasy hair. Like the first scene she shows up to cheerleading tryouts with like these giant, uh, you know, special effects zits all over her face and like the greasiest hair you've ever seen. Like, I think that chick from, uh, I spit on your grave came out of her ordeal with less tattered, uh, appearance than this bitch. Um, so she showed up like the worst human being ever. I think the chick from the ring that climbs out of the well looked better than this chick in terms of her hair and her appearance. And she had like a fucking waterlogged face. Uh, oh, I hate when this happens. I got my phone plugged in on the other side. Oh, oh, I got an arm now. I can kind of bring it with me to check and see who the fuck is messaging me right now. Uh, oh, nothing important whatsoever. Isn't that fun guys? Isn't that fun when we learn that nothing people send us is important. Um, so yeah, she, uh, she shows up to this cheerleading practice. This is what I feel like I can ruin for you because I can't even tell you to where to find it now, right? It's gone from Amazon prime. So, uh, yeah, she goes on to try out. Of course she sucks. The, the other girls are like mean, like this was like, it's hard to say. It's like mean girls meets, I don't know. Like the movie was actually legitimized for me when I saw the name Ted Raimi in it. Um, Ted Raimi is the brother of director Sam Raimi, who, uh, Sam Raimi directed, um, the old evil dead movies. Uh, he also directed, um, the new, the new, uh, grudge movies, not the one with John Cho, I don't believe, but Sam Raimi got involved to direct, uh, the, the original grudges, or he was like the executive producer who helped bring them over from the Juon movies, which is like the Japanese versions of them. And then like, you know, remake them for North America. 
Um, he's also the director of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. So you'd think, oh shit, he directed the Spider-Man. Like that's a pretty big deal. And if I'm not mistaken, Sam Raimi is also going to be the director of the new Doctor Strange movie. So again, like I'm, I'm seeing Ted Raimi, usually Ted Raimi, uh, you know, he, he played a character named Joxer in the old Xena show. Like this is some people, you know, the youngins aren't going to know what the fuck I'm talking about, but, but he just played this dorky guy, but he is the brother of a very famous director, much in the way that Clint Howard, the goofy looking dude with the fucked up teeth, who's like does cameos and everything is the brother of Ron Howard, insanely successful Hollywood director and so on. So Ted Raimi's kind of that, that almost that same thing where like. So I saw Ted Raimi's in it. I'm like, oh, well, it can't be that bad if, you know, this dude's in it. Oh my God. It was, it was hokey acting, dorky. Like, so this chick, you know, wants to be a cheerleader because her mother was a cheerleader, right? Like dream big. Wouldn't you want to supersede your parents in that regard? Like, oh, my mom was a twat. Maybe (laughs) if I'm lucky, I can be a twat. And then, you know, she tries it for cheerleading. It doesn't work out. Not to say all cheerleaders are twats. I don't, I, I don't know why I can't just be fucking funny. And not worry that someone's going to get upset about it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I'm just saying that in this particular case, listen, all the cheerleaders were twats and she wanted to be on the bitch, bitch squad or whatever. So she's like, my mom was a cheerleader and I just want to make her proud. I'm like, if you want to make your mother proud, don't be a cheerleader. That would be my advice. But I digress. So she's actually a very funny enough. Get this. She wants to be a cheerleader, but she's not good enough to be a cheerleader. So she falls back on her science. So this is a chick who's like in a laboratory with this other dude and they're working on this formula that like makes like this ugly hamster thing, like attractive. You know what I mean? Like it actually cleans up its facial scars and shit and that actually makes it pretty again. So this chick knows science, but she just, oh, she just can't get on the cheerleading squad. And what kind of, what kind of mother could be proud of that? Mom, I'm tired of being a doctor and a lawyer. I just want to be a prostitute. You know, like you, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just seems stupid, but, um, I think they missed that one. They're like, so hold on. Her aspiration is to be a cheerleader, but she's already a very successful scientist. Very interesting. And so some dude shows up like that, that, that generic, um, you know, uh, what was it? generic like head of the science the guy doesn't even like he doesn't even seem to be in the school he seems to be like some guy who's privately funding i couldn't i'll tell you this i couldn't tell if they were supposed to be in high school or college it looked like they were trying to be high school so i was just like and i'll tell you like again i'm I'm folding laundry i'm doing things i don't remember what i was doing but i was like i'm I'm cleaning i'm organizing i'm putting shit away i'm filling up whatever it is and this is playing in the background so like I'm just like, this is that I'm like, I'm honestly, I'm like, at any point I'm ready to turn it off and put on something else as it's just so stupid. And then, uh, you know, she tries out, you know, give me another chance. And then she sucks or something like that a second time. And it's like, ah, you should just kill yourself or whatever they say to it, you know, uh, bullying and such. But she goes to, uh, she, she decides that fuck fuck waiting i'm gonna do human trials in our new thing oh yeah sorry the hacky guy who was funding it was like will it make bigger tits is what he said will it make yeah but will it grow tits and then the sam raimi's brother was like uh well actually sir he's like he's like does it or not he's like oh yeah uh, yes of course uh, yes it'll make big tits sir yes it'll make big tits and i was like the fuck so uh she goes and tries to cheerlead it again she still sucks still greasy still zitty uh, she injects herself with the, the, the sexy sauce or whatever that they're making. And, you know, she wakes up the next day and, oh, her skin's all clear. And it's basically like Spider-Man. She basically makes herself sex Spider-Man 
And, you know, and then there's like the scene where she like walks in front of the mirror and checks herself out and she's all happy. And then it was like out of nowhere, the camera's just like back behind her and you see her like stark naked, you know, big, big fake tits, big fake tits. And I was like, oh, uh, I mean, again, I'm a guy, so I'm like titties, but I, I hate fake tits. I've said this before in the podcast. I don't like them. I don't, they don't look good. They don't look natural. They're phony. I'd rather you love your body than like put big rubber balls on your chest, you know? Uh, anyways, sorry, I, I digress. But at the same time, I was like, aren't these supposed to be like kids and then you're showing them naked? Like, so I don't know. I mean, they're not clear, like, let's put it this way. They are clearly not children, the actresses, but I'm like, but aren't I supposed to be in the mindset that this is a high school girl and she's standing here stark naked with big tits in front of the, you know, I guess. Yeah. I probably should have clued in on that when it was like, um, you know, they're talking about, but will it make big tits? I was probably like, oh, this movie's going to go in the direction of like, you know, pointless nudity. Um, I don't think it was the first 10 minutes, but I will, this is, this is, I'm going to put it in as a, a crystal's law. Um, crystal has said a million times before, if there's t- it's called tits in the first 10, that's the law. Um, if you see tits in the first 10 minutes of a movie, it's going to be shit. Cause why else would you need to put you know, why would you need to hook your audience to be like, don't worry, there's me tits, huh? Titties? Don't worry, there's more to come. So that's the rule, right? Tits in the first 10. I don't know if it was quite in the first 10 minutes, but uh, pretty damn close. Um, so yeah, she injects herself with this, this stuff and now she's attracted. And then she shows up at some like really hacky, again, it all had a very Nickelodeon vibe, like upbeat music. The music was very like prominent. It wasn't like music, like songs. It was music, like, you know. Uh, ambiance music, but it was so like up. It would sound, it honestly, you'd think it was, if you were flipping through the channels and you stopped for like a minute on the dialogue, you'd be like, this is some kid's show and then move on with it. You know, very Hannah Montana, fucking, uh, I Carly, that kind of like upbeat, the music kind of, you know, so shy of a laugh track, basically. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was very like, oh, this is like goofy kiddish. Cause everyone was so fucking hacky and weird and whatever. And so, uh, she gets, I'm, I'm really going off on the subject, huh? Um, she gets, uh, you know, now she's pretty and she, she fucking gets the attention cause she looks good. And I remember then all of a sudden, like she starts growing and the way that they did her growing, like they did this whole montage of like, she wants to try to be a cheerleader again. And she fucking nails it now. Cause she's attractive or something. Her coordination, apparently this thing just makes her pretty. Apparently it also fixed her coordination, which was the issue the first time she like went to kick and fell over. It was so stupid. Um, but now she's like, oh, now she's got a death. So, okay, she's on the squad. But then, you know, then she wakes up the next day and she's a little taller. And they're like, oh, what's going on with you? And then it's just this big montage of her trying out and all these different games. So it was kind of dumb because it looked like a lot of time had passed. And it's just these camera shots of like panning by all these girls' shoulders. And then you just see like her stomach. So it's clearly her standing on a box to just be standing above them. Like her, she doesn't change proportionately. It's just like, oh, look, she's taller than everyone else because she's growing. Montage stays the same. She stays the same height through all of these montage moments. But, you know, after a while, she, um, you know, wakes up and she's bigger and she like calls her friends and they're like, oh, what's going on? She's like, you got to see this. And then she's like sitting in the pool, the outside pool. And she's naked in the pool because she's obviously outgrown her clothes or whatever. Um, so another opportunity to show her naked and her tits out. And then they, they walk her over to the the part of the school where there's these giant inflated balloons of cheerleaders and they're wearing costumes. So she steals one of the costumes, cheerleading outfits off of the, the, the big balloons. And, and that's what she's going to wear. She's just back to wearing cheerleader clothes for the whole rest of the movie, but she's tall. Um, 
I really don't remember what the fuck happened. You know, the other, there's other scenes with, with other women naked needlessly. And like, you can tell these women are old, like, you know, thirties, they look whether all of them big rubber tits, like all fake, whatever. Uh, the guys look like they're in their forties. They got cracks in their faces. They look like old porn stars and they're, you know, the hey, honey, da, da, da. and then of course, like the, for some reason, the, 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 the rat or gerbil or whatever that they'd fixed with the shot turned into a giant spider and attacks one of these bitches in the, the fucking room. It wasn't a horror movie. It was just like, it was, it was stupid, stupid humor. Anyways, the end scene is like the mean cheerleader decides she's going to take this fucking, uh, what is it? She's going to take the serum too. And so the, the evil dude who wanted the, this isn't even the shittiest movie. This is literally just a movie I watched. I was hoping it'd be the shittiest, but we found something better. Um, the, uh, sorry, the, 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 the 50 foot cheerleader chick, the bad bitch stabs herself too. Then she grows the guy who was funding it, who wanted the big tits wants to like capture her and study her. Like, you know, as always like, Oh, I want the big tits for everybody. And they end up stopping that guy easy peasy. And then the other chick who injected herself finally has grown large enough to create some sort of final showdown. And so in front of the whole school on the football field, these two bitches have a, have a final showdown. And of course they end up ripping each other's shirts off. And there's literally like a five to 10 minute final, like really shitty fight scene between the two of them. But it's literally just two naked chicks fighting. And I was like, this is the number. And she's literally at the end of the movie. Like she beats the other woman. Obviously she does. That's not a spoiler. She beats the bad chick and she's literally standing there naked, talking to her mother. She's still tall, but she's like hunched over, you know, naked tits out saying to her mother, like, oh, and she's like, oh my God, sweetie, what happened? Oh, I'm sorry, mom. I just wanted to make you proud. Naked. She's naked in front of tons of people. Her mother's not like, oh my God, sweetheart, cover up. You're shaking your tits in front of everyone. I just wanted to make you proud, mom. You know what I mean? And then whatever they, they, they shoot her with a fucking injection and she shrinks and whatever end of movie. It was just, it was like, I was literally like, was that just 10 minutes of fucking nudity, two women fighting naked for like, I don't know. It was, it was one of the stupidest movies I've ever seen. It probably should have been the the shittiest, but, uh, but I found another one and I will get to that later on. So attack of the 50 foot cheerleader unavailable. Now, uh, one of the most awkward, childlike childish um you know what i mean and then to have like nudity all the time like old rubber tits i don't know it was weird it was weird it was weird um <laughs> well that's a good way to burn 20 minutes of the podcast um the point is she made her mother proud guys and uh, she followed her dreams and so if you're a scientist and you want to become a walmart greeter to make your parents crowd you can do that if you're a lawyer and all you've ever wanted to do is stretch pizzas at Domino's, you can do that. Okay. You don't need, uh, you don't need to, to, you know, work hard in something that actually has success written all over it. You can be mediocre. All right. Start by drinking paint. All right. Really let that settle in. Fuck with your brain cells and everything like that. You know, uh, find anyone who's ever given you a chance and give them the finger. Make sure you burn. That would be my success tip for anyone who's living a life of, of luxury, success, knowledge, accomplishment, um, talent. I would say to you, begin by burning every bridge possible that will ensure that, you know, your path back to success will be a, a much harder one. And, uh, and then when you go into Walmart, uh, be sure to rub some dirt into your face and your teeth, gums, hair right and then going because you don't want to come in 
with, you know, like proper English and communication skills. You, if you can cross your eyes, because I know that if your eyes both point in the same direction, it intimidates the rest of the Walmart employees, right? They're not going to hire you if you're going to make them look bad every day, right? You know, you go in there speaking proper English, eyes both point in the same direction, no dirt rubbed into your face, teeth and hair. You know, they're going to think you're from corporate. You can't have that. You can't have that. They're not going to hire you, right? If you're like, no, I'm here to apply. And they're like, no, that's not, you know, they, clearly you've got, you know, stuff going on for you. No, you want that greeter job at Walmart. You got to rub the dirt. All right. Cross your eyes, slur your speech. You know what I mean? I would say, uh, you know, get yourself in the, in the mood, get yourself in the mood, make it with a homeless person. You know what I mean? That'll really, uh, it'll mess with your, your, your teeth. It'll get that aroma on you. Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. That's my advice. So back to something else. <coughs> I got this like weird, like little pinch feeling in the back of my throat, like a tickle. Um, not like I'm getting sick. It's just this weird, like as if there was like a toothpick just poking into the back of my throat. It kind of hits my friends. It kind of hits. Um, what else? The movies that made us. I watched the, that series. I don't know if you guys know that series. It's uh, there was a, there's a series on Netflix called the toys that made us. And I could not recommend it more. My friend, Paul Bouliot in Montreal recommended it to me. I've watched every single episode. It came out with four episodes. Then they added another four. Now the other, the, the second four were already planned. Uh, their little intro song. It's like, uh, it's an eight part documentary series about the toys that we all know, plastic creations that last for generations and we still can't let them go. And I can still keep going, but a uh, great series, but it was clearly part to be eight because it's an eight part, but then they made even more of them. They're like in the, it's the, it's the continuing documentary series. So, um, I believe there is a total of 12 episodes, but they cover things like Ninja Turtles, He-Man, G.I. Joe, Barbie, Hello Kitty, Lego, like all these great, great great, um, just historical toys, things that you may have grown up with. Um, the star Wars toys, um, some other ones I can't think of obviously off the top of my head, but, um, great documentaries. Well, they made a, uh, that same, I was production company, whatever did the movies that made us. So they go in and they explore the movies and things that happened and how were they made or whatever. And the first four that came out, I believe they came out prior to COVID the movies that made us, I could be wrong, but, uh, came out prior to COVID. They did, uh, ghostbusters. They did, uh, home alone, uh, die hard and, uh, not pretty dirty dancing. They did dirty dancing. So, um, they, they have created another four. They did uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Forrest Gump, uh, Pretty Woman, and Back to the Future. And I have, so far, I've watched the uh, Jurassic Park and the Forrest Gump uh, uh, iterations of the movies that made us, and I could not recommend them more. Um, it's really cool how they do it. Uh, the narration, the production value of these documentaries is really cool. They're not like boring, excuse me, boring documentaries. Um, they're really, uh, really, really good really, really good. Uh, Jurassic park was cool to watch because you saw like the inception of like how Michael Crichton came up with the idea for his book and then the, the rewrites and the things that happened, how he sold it. Um, there was a really cool thing about how they made the computer generated dinosaurs, um, how they were going to do it with stop motion. Um, and then the guys at, at, uh, ILM, which is industrial light and magic, George Lucas's company. Okay. I think someone's throwing shit down the stairs. 
Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? Sorry, completely trained. Uh, uh, yes, they were going to use uh, stop motion for the dinosaurs. They explained like why stop motion looks weird and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it was like what ended up happening was so fucking cool. It's one of those things where like it was this close to not happening. But uh, it was really cool what they did. It was a phenomenal uh, documentary, uh, just how they you know filmed things and what they did and this and that. Uh, wicked to watch wicked to watch um also uh forrest gump was the other one that i watched live is like mama said live is like a box of chocolates and then he starts chewing and you never know what you're gonna get um well if you read the box you do um but that's okay because stupid is as stupid does um, I watched the Forrest Gump and that one too was like, it was like a book some dude wrote about a simple guy and his life or whatever. Um, and they actually gave me a really interesting watching that one, uh, glimpse as to how scripts kind of circle their way through Hollywood. Sometimes it's a book, then someone writes a script and it sits in like a box. And sometimes they go into like, uh, I can't remember the, the re not recycle was not the word or whatever turnaround. I don't believe was the other one, but um, the idea is just kind of like how scripts go and then people work on them. You get to see how they made, you know, Forrest Gump was so iconic, right? And um, it didn't really recognize the fact at the time, but it was kind of like um, Tom Hanks was working on coming out of comedic roles and trying to get into things more serious. Um, it was only a year or two later after Forrest Gump that he ended up being in Saving Private Ryan. But, you know, he had done Philadelphia prior to that. Um, and I'm trying to remember there was, you know, uh, Apollo 13, I believe was before that as well. But he was trying to get out of these goofy, you know, roles and into stuff more serious. Now you'd think Tom Hanks, of course, you think serious roles. But at the time he was, you know, goofy, curly haired Turner and Hooch fucking when Harry met Sally, that kind of stuff. Very more, more so Billy Crystal than, uh. You know, the roles that he's, he's known for now. Um, but that was really cool. Robert Zemeckis was the director of Forrest Gump and Robert Zemeckis has always been big, um, on visual effects. Uh, Robert Zemeckis is a name you probably wouldn't know because he's not Quentin Tarantino, Martin Scorsese or Steven Spielberg. Um, but he is uh, a huge visual guy. He did who framed Roger rabbit. He did back to the future, which is one of the other ones on the movies that made us. Um, so in terms of who framed Roger rabbit, having cartoon characters in like the first live action movie that had cartoon characters interacting with human beings, huge. He did back to the future, another great visual effects movie. He did, uh, death becomes her with, uh, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, if I'm not mistaken, uh, as well as Bruce Willis, who played the, the lead, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the lead male in that movie, which was like all about these women who like. I hope I said death becomes her and not he did do what lies beneath as well with Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison Ford, which is another great movie, but he had done romancing the stone. Like the guy has been involved in like shit that looks good. And of course, Forrest Gump, right? Forrest Gump was kind of groundbreaking in a lot of the, the CGI, uh, with Lieutenant Diane missing legs and things like that. Right. So they were thinking like, oh, there's a scene where he's got no legs, you know, he's laying in bed, you know, his legs are probably just in the bed. You know, and, and then the nurse picks him up and he's there with no fucking legs and he just, you know, takes them and he sticks them fucking, you know, he sticks, uh, sticks them on the bed and, uh, and the gurney or whatever and wheels them out. It's like, holy fuck. And so they show you how all that stuff happened. Um, 
but yeah, I even mentioned on Tales from the, uh, uh, sorry, in a previous episode that when I was watching Tales from the Crypt, uh, right around the same time, 94, uh, there was an episode of Tales from the Crypt where the Crypt Keeper was dressed, dressed like Forrest Gump, and it was an episode that was directed by Robert Zemeckis that had a lot of that facial stuff in it. You know what I mean? Where you, where you, you know, they, in Forrest Gump, they had John Lennon speaking, John F. Kennedy, uh, Richard Nixon. So, um, anyways, it, it, it was a good movie. Or sorry, it was a good, well, it was a good documentary movie. Forrest Gump was a good movie. The thing was good. Um, I enjoy like learning about that shit and somebody in the entertainment business, it doesn't hurt to, to know a little bit more about how scripts go around, how, you know, they make deals and how the casting and shit like that works, but it, it's really fascinating. So, um, I, I, the only one I didn't watch in the first series was dirty dancing. I fell asleep in the movie. I never saw it. Uh, I tried watching it once years ago with crystal. I, I literally passed out in the first 10 minutes. And I woke up seconds before she runs towards him and he lifts her into the air. And I didn't realize that the entire movie, uh, I mean, I'd seen that before, uh, with the song, you know, I've had the time of my life. And then up in the air. Well, I didn't realize the entire movie was trying to hoist her fat ass into the air. and kept falling off. Um, apparently they hated each other too. Uh, Patrick uh, Swayze and Jennifer, what the fuck is her name? I'm going to make you guys sit here while I geo party jeopardy. Let's see what the name. Some people are Jennifer gray. Is it Jennifer gray? Um, it might be Jennifer gray, uh, dirty dancing on IMDb. I'm telling you guys what a great fucking app. Now all I have to do is hope that the internet works, uh, which the fucking Wi-Fi is going down constantly. So let's go into LTE mode. Uh, is that your podcast, Josh? We tune in to hear you try to find things. Yeah, uh, because it'll drive me crazy and it'll take me longer to try to get my brain back on track. Jennifer Gray. There we go. Patrick Swazi, Jennifer Gray, Jerry Orbach, who put baby in the corner. As far as I know, I know that's a line from the movie. Like I know the Jesus Christ, she doesn't look anything like herself anymore. She looks nothing. Tales from the Crypt presents ritual. What the fuck is that? I don't recall this at all. Um, she was in that apparently. Yeah, she looks nothing like herself. Go to IMDb, guys. The first one you see. She was also Ferris Bueller's older sister. Uh, the one making out with Charlie Sheen. So, yeah, she hasn't looked like this in a long time. She's kind of goofy looking, too. Um, that's very judgmental of you, Joshua. Well, you know, it is what it is, guys. There was the Dirty Dancing television. There's a s television series about Dirty Dancing. Come on. And it had the, the cute chick who played, uh, what's her face? Jan on the office. Uh, her name, if anyone gives a shit is Melora Harden. And then some guy, Patrick Cassidy, Paul Feig. Oh, Paul Feig, the director of the terrible, 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 uh, all female casted, uh, Ghostbusters. And he also did a simple favor. Yeah. Freaks and geeks heat. He did spy heavyweights which was a piece of shit uh oh he was in the movie heavyweights so it looks like he's an actor turned director um anyways all right let's get the fuck out of this i didn't watch dirty dancing from the first one because i didn't give a fuck about it maybe i should uh i should probably watch the movie before i watch everything behind the scenes but um yeah um and i tell you right now i don't give a fuck about pretty woman because i haven't seen that either uh that's the one where a rich guy Finds a, uh, I don't know how you say this nicely, uh, a fucking hooah. Uh, he finds a fucking hooah, um, fucks her, then says, take my money and go pretty yourself up. 
it's almost like 50 shades of gray, except without the choke fucking, you know what I mean? Like they, this is a guy who has money for some reason, can't get a regular woman. So finds a prostitute and is like, don't worry, I'll make a fucking woman out of you. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I, 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 I haven't seen it. So maybe I'm just, but this is what, what, and then everyone's like, you know, I'm like, this is like a PG 13 movie as she's a prostitute. And you know, then he's like, Oh, I, I love you. I want to marry you. Be my wife. You fucking who, right? 50 shades of gray. This guy's got like fucking money and he's got to find the plainest, you know what it is, right? And 50 shades of gray. This guy has, he's a what millionaire, billionaire, whatever the woman who wrote him, wrote him to be. She basically made him attractive, young, rich, all this shit. And then was like, you know what he likes though? The most boring bitch possible. And the reason for that is so that every woman reading it could be like, oh my God, I could have been Anastasia. I, I can be that level of boring for a billionaire. You know, they have so much money available to them. They're probably tired of exciting things. He can just watch me eat ice cream and pet my cats and then smash my ass with that weird spiky paddle thing. I can get him where he's going sexually. You know what I mean? And I, and I believe it, right? If, I mean, I can't make this joke towards males. So if women are like, why are you making fun of women? I'm like, well, women are the ones that want the rich guy, right? And, uh, and I would imagine that, you know, they probably could fulfill him sexually, uh, you know, to an extent, but anything involving putting parts of him in their mouths, you know, they, I would feel like the large women would have more experience putting shit in their mouths. Uh, oh, rude. I'm fucking around. I'm trying to make this shit funny. I'm just like, but that's the again, going back to the actual strategy of that book is like, get women, get boring, plain women excited to read their pornography. I, I, that's the beauty of women, right? Women are sexual beings as well. They enjoy a sexual thing, but they can't just watch porn. They literally have to read their porn, which was the funniest thing in the entire world. When they're like, we're going to make it into a movie. It's like, it's a fucking porno. You can't make it into a movie. It's going to be fucking weird. And it it was the stupidest, weirdest thing. Like I, I, I didn't watch it, but I just remember like someone had it on. I saw the last two seconds where it's like, literally, he runs to an elevator and he's like Anastasia. And she's like Christian. And then the doors close. And I was like, that's the end of the movie. That seems stupid. Um, 37 minutes. Yeah. I'm getting you guys an hour and I'm not even trying. Uh, or maybe for you guys, it feels like a goddamn, uh, hike all right i'll leave the movies that made it's like i said back to the future is the only other one that i'm excited about pretty woman maybe i'll watch that and we'll find out what the fuck they were thinking um although it is a classic to some people who are like oh i love to know that i could fall on the hardest of times and a rich man will just scoop me out of the gutter and make me a princess uh, i think is the moral of that story i i watched it like i said i watched another episode of loki Still haven't finished it. Um, I, again, I'm a Marvel guy, but um, WandaVision had me excited for these new Disney plus Marvel shows. Um, I didn't quite get it at first, but I was watching. I was like, oh, this is good. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier felt a little too Captain America-y in the sense that like some of the Captain America movies are very like uh, political in the sense that they're like, oh, what's right and freedoms of the world and blah, blah, blah. Fine. But then like at the end, there'll be like a big fight scene and some payoff and some really cool shit in the Captain America stuff too. Like Captain America Civil War was like, you know, very uh, 
politically charged narratively of like the whole, like, what if, what if they send us somewhere we shouldn't go? What if there's somewhere they don't send us and we should like, you know, like it was the, 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 the moral dilemma of like, you know, we need to be put in check, but yes, we also need to not be owned. Like it, it has good. And when you get it, if you got a goddamn Avengers movie, it was a bunch of different characters all fighting and shit. It was, it was awesome, you know? But Falcon and the Winter Soldier just felt really lame. And at the end of it, it's a guy in a costume standing there having a big speech about, you know, am I, is it okay to be a black Captain America? It's like, oh, okay. It's fine. I got no issue with it. I have no, I knew Sam was going to end up being Captain America. Cap gave him a shield at the end of Endgame. Spoiler from Endgame number two. Again, if you haven't seen it, no one's saving Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, and hasn't seen Endgame. Anyways. So I, I didn't love Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I'm like, okay, but I, I mean, you could tell that they're planning on doing more and they're setting up free future movie stuff. So it's like a little piece of the puzzle. They had some more characters, but, uh, low key, it started off first episode. I found interesting, felt kind of guardians of the galaxy ish. Then the second one was like, eh, third one was like, eh, fourth one was like, eh, don't hate them, but it's like something to throw. It took me a long time. Like, again, I've got normally a Marvel thing. I would just consume it. You know, WandaVision, I watched every episode that we came out, uh, Falcon, the winter soldier, like I think like one, two, three. And then I was like, then I wasn't in a hurry, you know, and low key, I was, I could give a fuck. I think that, uh, Marvel, what if is coming out next, which is a series. I know that they did in the comic books. It's like, you know, what if, uh, Gwen Stefani had been bit by the spider instead of Spider-Man? What if, you know, uh, they just pick random characters, you know, and say like, well, what if this had happened instead of that? And, you know, and they give you a storyline or whatever. Um, so Marvel, what if I believe is a cartoon and that will be coming out on, on Disney plus. And then I think the last one that I'm aware of is, um, uh, Hawkeye. I think it's called where effectively Jeremy Renner, who plays the current Hawkeye will pass the torch to his daughter. Um, who will play like the new Hawkeye again. It's like, it's kind of like moving the old characters out and, and moving them in going along in line with the comic books and stuff like that. So, um, that's it. I just, I could give a fuck about Loki. Um, apparently the whole thing that people have told me that the, the story as a whole, when it's all wrapped up is like, okay, that's a good story. The difference though, between the movies and the shows is the, the movies sit down and by the time you get up, you've consumed the entire story. Whereas like, these are like slightly longer movies, but there's a bit of fluff in them. So to watch three or four episodes, it's like walking out of a movie halfway through and trying to enjoy what you saw. And you're like, well, it was designed to be all a part of one thing. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's where I'm at with that shit. Um, I played code names with my internet family. That's right. My internet family. What is an internet family, Josh? Well, that is a bunch of people who spent the pandemic with me virtually uh, we met on PlayStation and we continue to chat. We have a Facebook group, you know, and we just kind of shoot the shit. It's just a, a group of people who are arbitrarily there so that we don't all go stir crazy living our solo lives, uh, you know, doing our things. It's just kind of nice. And as COVID is opening up, you know, a lot of us are getting busier again, but it is still nice to, you know, people who are when we're just stuck at home doing nothing, you know, uh, people to shoot the shit with. So the uh, internet family and I played a game of code names. And uh, for anyone who's never played code names, I will say that um, you can play for free at codenames.game to play the original game. You do need four players, but these people can play anywhere, um, which is how we've been playing, playing at codenames.game. So as opposed to, you know, something.com, it's codenames.game, G-A-M-E. 
And uh, and you can play remotely with anybody in the world. If you have family members you haven't seen in a while, it's a great way to sit down and play with them. I will say for anyone who's never played, I'm not going to give the rundown of the rules because I've, I've mentioned it a few times to the regular listeners. Uh, I was part of the Codenames Summer Bash with my buddy uh, Tim Riel. His channel is uh, on Twitch, so you can actually watch Tim and his people uh, play twice a week. It's on Monday evenings and Thursday evenings at 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. So, uh, the channel is twitch.tv slash Tim underscore real, which is R I E L Tim underscore R uh, R I E L. So one more time right from the top, it's twitch.tv slash Tim underscore real. And you can, uh, you can watch him and his crew play the game code name. So if you're like, oh, that's a free game and it's an award-winning game. Um, he is officially sponsored and partnered with the creators of the game, uh, so it is completely sanctioned as the only official, uh, code names live game, uh, you know, on the planet. So you can watch twice a week. If you're, you're like, oh, that sounds like a fun game. Josh has talked about it. Why don't you jump in, watch an episode of, uh, of, of code names live, uh, hosted by my buddy, Tim Riel, or alternatively, um, you can watch a, a YouTube, uh, video, uh, from the show tabletop that is hosted by Will Wheaton. Um, from Star Trek and Big Bang Theory and numerous other things, uh, Will Wheaton hosted a show called Tabletop for Four Seasons on YouTube. Um, but you can just type in Tabletop space code names and you will get the episode. It is incredibly high budget, high uh, production value show. So you can actually watch code names played. And after watching that video, you'll know how to play it. It's actually, I would say, easier to watch someone play it than it is to kind of read the rules because they can be a little like, wait, what? What does that mean? Super easy. It's a word association game. But having said that, um, I played with the internet family for the first time, um, in the last little bit. And, um, we played again the other night and it's just fun. It's a great way for us to do something together, um, playing the same game, but of course, you know, playing in New York, Texas, uh, Canada, all this different stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, we played with one of our players though. And I will say this, um, I, uh, one of the guys I was like, listen, Buddy, you got to Google these words. If you don't know what the word means, you got to Google it. There's nothing. I'm not going to fault your points for, for Googling. You got to know what the word is if you're going to play. And I think he may have got a little overwhelmed. I'm not going to mention names because I wouldn't, I don't want to out anybody, make anybody feel bad. But, um, it was like, I give you an example. So for starters, they, he did great in the very beginning. I told him like Google something if you don't know it. And he listened and he did it and it helped. So for example, I, uh, had the words horse sheep and platypus. I needed him to guess those words, but there was also penguin on the board and penguin was the other team's word. So I couldn't give the clue animal because it would make a lot of sense for him to pick penguin. Right. So I'm like, okay, well the animals, animal can't work because there is a chance, even though there's three of our words, there's a chance that he'll pick penguin and end our turn. So I rethink and I'm like, well, wait a second. Uh, platypus is four legs, horse is four legs, sheep is four legs, but a penguin is two legged. So I pick the word quadruped, right? Four legged for three. So I said, go ahead and Google the word. If you don't know he did, he learned what it was a four legged animal. And he went bang, 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 picked horse, platypus and sheep. Boom. All like three cards right off the top. Amazing. Great start to our game. But as the game went on, uh, he stopped doing that and he stopped he stopped thinking about previous clues. So for example, there was a thing later on. I don't remember what the clue was, but for some reason he thought I meant penguin. And so at the end of the game, I was like, dude, if I meant penguin, if penguin was one of our words, I wouldn't have said quadruped earlier. I would have said animal for four. 
You know what I mean? Like, why would you go back to a word that I, that I worked very hard to avoid in the beginning? Like there's a lot of strategies to the game. So you wouldn't go back to a word and go, ah, you know, I, I was playing with, uh, with Dylan the other night and Dylan, uh, you know, we, we, I think the word was couch that he gave me. Um, but there was the word, uh, foam and the word, uh, change, like change falls into the couch and couches are made out of foam. Um, but also the word smell was there and I was like, Oh, it could be a smelly couch. But then I'm like, I'm like, cause I, I thought foam for sure. And I clicked on foam. Foam was right. Foam was one of our words. Cause I'm thinking, you know, the foam cushions and couches, but then I thought smell. And I was like, you know what? If foam and smell were the words that he wanted me to pick, he would probably type in the name of some sort of smelly spray foam. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know styrofoam or something. Uh, well, you couldn't do that because the words in anyways, the idea is that like, so I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, no, he would have come up with a smelly foam if it was smell and foam, but he didn't. He said couch. And so the idea that couch is made of foam and you know, you can lose your change in the couch. It'll fall into the couch. I did that. And I went with the two words. So that was kind of like how you got to play code names is you kind of got to take a second and think about it and go, if it's, if they're connected too easily, why would they pick such a, such a difficult word? Um, so this other character, now this is th- this, the other person who, who, you know, later picked, uh, penguin. That's not the end of the world. Sometimes you forget the previous clues, but this was one that was rough. This one was rough. I will probably bring it down to like one of the most bonehead, uh, things I've ever, I've ever seen in my life. Um, one of the clues in code names or one of the things of the code names game is that you, uh, <laughs> You, you give a number, right? So like I said, I did, I did quadruped for three, which lets my, my partner know that there's three words on the board related board related to the word quadruped. So at one point, uh, Angie is playing and she gives her partner, who's the person in question, the clue elephant. Okay. She gives the word elephant and on the board is the word so she said elephant for one, not elephant for like six or anything like that. Elephant for one, literally one word on this board is related to elephant. And I have to tell you guys, the word ivory is there. Now, most, most, in fact, I, my mentality going before this is anybody of adult age would see the word ivory and know immediately what it was. All right. But I have since learned that some people rub dirt into their teeth and get a job at Walmart. Uh, you know, idiots don't come from nowhere. They exist. Um, in fact, there's many different names for them too. I've actually learned. Um, in fact, I'm going to share some of them with you now. I got to pull it up here on the computer, barely turn my face. All right. Where is it? Where is it? Oh yeah. All right. So get this gang, right? Speaking of code names and different words, right? Word association. Do you know how many words for idiot there are guys? we got fool, jerk, moron, nitwit, stupid, twit, blockhead, bonehead, cretin, dimwit, dork, dumbbell, dunce ignoramus that's a good one imbecile right kook uh <laughs> muttonhead nincompoop ninny pinhead simpleton tomfool and out to lunch baby uh there's actually other ones if you put in other other synonyms but it was just i'm like <laughs> it just felt like a fucking fun thing for me to just run on a train of words for idiots um because some of them can't self-identify as well as they should be able to the point is angie says elephant the word ivory was there Everyone's like, easy. It's only one clue. It's only one card. Easy. Well, this, this nice, young, kind, yet simple man, um, doesn't, doesn't know what the word ivory means and has given up on the working strategy of 
Googling the word if you don't know it. Uh, has given up, given up. When he did that, it worked. And so it's that, you know, why would you do that again? Something if you know what the old uh, idiot saying is, right? If, if, if it works, go fix it. Right. Um, that's what Jason does with the internet around here. It works. And then he goes, eh, I gotta, I gotta get faster internet. And he fucks the whole thing up. Anyways. Um, <laughs> fuck's sakes, Josh. Sorry. I'm just looking at the time and, uh, to see if I put my internet back on my phone, uh, because the Wi-Fi is always broken. I, I literally three, four times a day have to disconnect from the Wi-Fi and go back to the regular cellular data because our Wi-Fi is not working. Um, so this guy doesn't know what ivory is. It's clearly the answer. He's moved past it. He's, he's does, I don't know what that word is and I'm never gonna, right. That must've been the dialogue in his head. So, um, he's looking around the board and now his opponent is allowed to fuck with him and try to cast doubt. And he says to him, New York, Oh, look, the word New York is there and New York might have elephants in it. Um, New York is a North American, uh, Northern hemisphere, uh, city that experiences winter, um, and elephants are predominantly African animals, uh, Southern hemisphere, warm climate does not experience winter, um, snowfall, I should say. And the, his opponent goes, you know what they, I think that there's a zoo in New York. I'm not aware of one, but the New York zoo in this guy's head. And he goes, you know what? I think you're right. I think of all the words, right? If Angie's going to give me a clue for one, I mean, of all the words that you can think of in the English language, nouns or otherwise, um, elephant would probably be the best clue uh, for New York. Wouldn't be Liberty, wouldn't be Manhattan, skyscrapers, uh, fuck, I don't know, empire, uh, <laughs> you know, island, <laughs> subway, taxis. All those things. No, Angie in her infinite wisdom would have sat there and gone, Jesus Christ, how do you associate? How do you, what do you know? When I think of New York, <laughs> elephants, they're the first fucking thing that come to mind. Anyways, this guy with confidence decides that New York was, uh, was what, uh, elephant was all about. And, uh, and, uh, any guesses spoiler alert was not the correct answer. Um, I was just like, oh my God, that is, that is, I've never, I've never seen someone, uh, I, I'm not even trying to throw this much shade, but I was just like, this wasn't like, you know, oops, you made a mistake, a boner. Let's fucking, you know, let's bust a little balls. This was like round after round after round. I remember I, I said the word sword because my word of our words was musketeer. And he goes, well, musketeers don't have swords. Wrong again, buddy. Um, Google it. Google it and then click image and look at them. You know what I mean? Um, I, I will allow those levels of, uh, <laughs> I'm even saying like in the in, thinking of the description of the episode. Um, it was hilarious and it was hilarious. It was, it was fun. We had a good time playing, but holy shit. It, it made it difficult. It made it difficult to, to like, basically it was kind of like who, who's going to take them on their team next time. Cause it's, uh, you know, unfortunately this game isn't just shapes and colors, you know? Um, but Hey, you know, God bless them. Put them in the blue vest. Let them greet the customers when they come in to get their shirts and pants and, you know, microwavable fucking pop tarts, their hot pockets and all that shit. 
I feel a little bit bad. I feel like a little bit of a cocksucker, but uh, moving on with my life. Okay, okay. Um, guys, I, this was gonna, I was gonna take some time with this one, but I think I don't even have enough, uh, enough time to get into it. Um, I have been playing with the products that I picked up. I've been visiting stores. I've been buying more, um, not buying more per se, but receiving orders that I've placed. Uh, I, I am about, so here's what I'm about, all right? I'm about, rubbing it up here. I am about... Um, beard oils, beard bombs, beard washes. I'm learning what, what I need to do to my beard to keep it soft, right? For years, I just grew a beard and I, I, you know, I'd, I'd comb it. I'd wash it with shampoo, which I didn't realize was drying out my hair. Um, I put all that shit in there and rinse it out. And you know, that was it. And I would just notice that like, I would get like beard dandruff. I'd wear a black shirt and I'd have like little bits of dust on me. Like I said, like someone basically fucking, you know, tapped a, a drywall sandpaper near me and just had like a little fine white dust on me. Um, you know, later learned about beard oils uh, and would apply them, but didn't do it on a regular basis. I would forget, you know, like once every few days, maybe even a few weeks, I would put beard oil in and it helped. It really did help. Um, I would spend more time in the shower letting the water hit it. Well, now I, I use beard oil every single day when I get out of the shower. Um, I, I now use beard wash and beard conditioner because it nourishes the hairs on my face, uh, differently than the hairs on my head, uh, as they should. Um, so yeah. And beard bombs are like a nice little sort of like beeswaxy, you know, an emulsified thing rubbing your hands to just kind of help tame some of the flyaway hairs and the scraggly stuff. Um, so that's, that's exciting. Um, I have got, uh, you know, after receiving like samples and things like that, I have got a myriad of, uh, beard products, uh, here at the house. I've probably got, uh, not bragging, maybe seven or eight, maybe more different beard oils. Um, some from the same company, I'd say at least I've, I've got at least one, two, three, four, five different beard company products for oils, uh, a few different beard washes, a few different beard bombs. The phone's starting to go a little crazy. Um, Groovy, boop, 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 boop. Sorry, sorry, guys, it's a little distracting. I apologize. Um, I am also dabbling a little bit in different kinds of shaving creams. So I used to have Dr. Well, I'll still do Dr. Carver's EVG shave butter. Um, I also went and got my beard groomed. As a matter of fact, I went and got like a, like a cool little hipster sort of beard joint. Uh, I got my beard cut. I was mentioning that last episode. Looks good. I'm happy with it. Uh, taking good care of it. Right. I've been oiling it and everything like that. So prior to that, it was oiling and this and that, um, beard wash, yada, yada. So I'm about it. Um, I am using Dr. Carver's shave butter to keep the lineup on the bottom. Nice and fresh. Um, okay. Okay. Computer. In fact, I'm going to close this. So we're not getting constant email notifications. Um, so yeah. Um, Dr. Carver's easy shave butter from dollar shave club. I'm using the last of that. I've canceled that subscription. I don't shave my head with Bic anymore. Like, like the, where Bic style, holy fuck phone. Um, okay. Okay. Well, there we go. That's a, that's a, a little update. Um, that'll work perfectly. Um, okay. I'll tell you what that text message is. Cause it's pertinent to what I am talking about here. Um, so, uh, beard wash beard bombs, the shaving products. I don't bick my head anymore, but I am using the straight razor. Uh, the ones that I have left over to kind of help line up the, the neck portion in the cheeks, keep that all nice and clean. So Dr. Dr. Carver's easy shave butter is one of the sort of non shaving foam, right? It's more of just kind of like a, like a, like a, a neck butter, 
whatever, but it does make shaving nice and, and, and smooth and very comfortable, really minimizes the, the razor bumps. Um, aside from that, I received from L'Occitane en Provence, um, the nice French store with like the super expensive, you know, creams and balms and scrubs and all that stuff. It was amazing. Amazing. I have, I got a, a bottle of beard oil from them and a, uh, face wash or not face wash. I apologize. A shaving cream, which feels amazing. Honestly, it smells like zinc. It smells like zinc, uh, like oil, not oil, but like bomb salve. Like it, it just goes on. It smells so good. You just rub it on to the neck or whatever. Uh, I haven't shaved with it yet, but I did pull a little on my finger and just smell it. And I was like, Oh, and I rubbed it on my neck and I was just like, Oh, it felt so hydrated afterwards. Um, so I've got that to try out. And then I've got one from, uh, from uh, lush called dirty. It's part of the dirty series. So I have the dirty hair, you know, paste and the dirty, uh, the, I have almost everything from that series, actually the dirty, um, not moisturizer shaving cream. Yeah. Dirty shaving cream, dirty hair product. I have the dirty, um, toothpaste tabs and the dirty body wash. So apparently when you use all four of them together, it gives you this particular scent profile because they don't all smell the same. So, um, Ding. That's the Texas going off again. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm about that stuff. So the shaving creams, I, and I'll tell you guys, I guess about it as I start to use them, I'm trying to use up the old shit that I have. You know what I mean? Like I've still got like old spice body washes and things like that. I didn't name the soap company. Cause again, if I like, here's the thing, some companies I didn't reach out to, but if I reached out to a company and I was like, Hey, would you be interested in maybe partnering with the podcast? Or whatever. If they, uh, say no, or, or don't respond to me. I'm, I'm not naming you, you know, I don't, I'm not like, listen, give me thousands of dollars. I'm like, listen, just send me some free shit. Send me some free shit. Let me try it. Let me tell everybody how much I love it. Um, they don't do it. So fuck them. <laughs> so the soap company that I use now, the number one soap company that I use, the number one, if you Google, I'll even give them that. If you Google, uh, you know, top whatever soaps for men or whatever, and then you start watching some of the YouTube videos that come up, you, you'll get their name. You'll, you'll figure out who it is. Um, but the idea is that I'm using, uh, I'm using the soaps, which feel really nice to get like a good, fresh, clean, you know, natural, organic sort of feel to your skin. Um, so those in conjunction with like the, the beard oils and washes and bombs and, and all that fun stuff. Um, I'm, I'm also having to play around with the sense in the sense that, um, one of them S C E N. And then of course the other one is S E N S. E, um, that like, I'll have like, like, for example, my, my Viking revolution, uh, beard, beard washes, like beard wash and beard conditioner. So it's like shampoo and conditioner for the beard, um, has a sandalwood smell. So I've actually had to order a, uh, an unscented one from them. Um, because the beard bomb that I'm currently using is a Bay rum beard bomb. And the oil that I'm using is a Prorazzo beard oil, which has like a, like a wooden spice smell to it. So the idea is I'm trying to like, uh, coordinate some of these natural beard oils that don't have smells, uh, with, you know, uh, shampoos that are unscented. So that if I decide to put like a beard bomb on top of my beard that has a smell, that's the only smell in there as opposed to like, you know, wooded smells from the, the washes and then spice smells from the oil and then raw, you know, sweet rum smells from the bomb. It's more of like, have a bunch of unscented shit. Um, I do have a sandalwood, uh, like with the Viking revolution, I do have a sandalwood smell bomb and oil. So I would, I would use that 
in conjunction with the wash and conditioner. They're all the same smell. So, you know, go ahead and use them all together. But having a series of like, you know, uh, unscented bombs so that if the oil I'm using is scented, I can, I can just put the unscented bomb on it and we'll get the scent of the, the oil. And of course, unscented wash and conditioner too. So, um, it's kind of goofy. I have so much of the shit now that I don't, I'll actually have to create profiles to be like, okay, we use this one with that one. These ones go together. These ones don't, none of this is particularly interesting to you guys, but it was just funny to be like acquiring this stuff going like, Oh, I like how this smells. We go, well, yeah, but you're going to use it all together. You don't want to fucking confuse yourself. Um, so same with the soaps and stuff like that. They smell really good while showering and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of about that. I know I've mentioned some of these other things, but, um, I I've also got some body washes. So again, I've got like this old bottle of, I think it's called Amber old spice body wash. I almost want to give it away because I don't really want to be using these ones that are like detergents, but I don't like wasting. So I'm almost like, Oh fuck. I've used up an entire bar of this really good natural soap, which feels good. I'm like, do I want to go back to body wash just to make use of it? You know, and, uh, I think the answer is no, but I really, I, I can't, you know, give someone an opened bottle of body wash. You want this? It's like, why don't you want it? I'm like, cause I don't put detergent on my body anymore, but you can go ahead. I, I don't like you enough to keep detergent off of you. You know what I mean? It seems weird. Right. Um, I've also, uh, decided to stop using, uh, antiperspirant just because of the fact that, you know, the aluminum in it basically clogs your pores and, and fucks with your, your body. Um, also the sweat mixes with the aluminum. That's what creates those big, ugly, yellow, you know, uh, pit stains. So I'm just thinking like, you know what? I don't know, whatever. This is not, it's not a conversation that you guys have to listen to, but I'm just telling you, I have been very focused on reading reviews, things like that. Um, I also picked up, uh, some more soaps from a different company, um, whom I haven't reached out to yet. So no free advertisement for them, but they make some pretty big ass soaps and their shit's not entirely all natural. There are some like fragrances and stuff like that, but, um, their soap's huge. I like the smell and, uh, I want to give it a try. So I, I place an order and uh, I will, uh, as soon as I receive that, I'll let you guys know what I think, but my current soap scription, I, I did not order. I did not subscribe to the big soap company. I'm still soap scribed to the other one. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, the, um, the hairstyling products that I looked at too, right? Cause my hair's really thin. I'm, I am balding at the back. I have been for years. Um, it's not really getting any worse, just that it's just not great. So my hair is thin and it's thinning. So I, I need something that has like, you know, some nice holding. I keep my hair short so that it's less apparent. Um, and so the things that I use to keep my hair, you know, uh, styled is, uh, I use more like clays and pomades and creams. I can't use gel. Gel just sticks everything together and I'm over gel. Gel is, uh, is gross. Um, I picked up this stuff called sea spray from lush, which is supposed to have like salt and shit in it and kind of give you spray it into your hair when it's to help sort of style it. And I think when it's wet, um, and it gives almost that same effect that like when you go swimming in salt water and you come out, your hair is kind of poofier. The idea is that it'll, it'll sort of, uh, give a little boost to your hair. So I've got the sea spray from lush. Um, that came in the mail today because it was sold out in the store as was the dirty hair, uh, styling cream. So, um, I'm going to try the sea spray, see what I think of that. I have not attempted it yet, but give it a try. Just sort of spray that like toner into my hair. Uh, I have friends reminding me on a regular basis that I am a heterosexual male, by the way, but, uh, you know what? I am detoxifying my masculinity. I can still be masculine. All right. You heard me calling cheerleaders twats earlier. I can still be a fucking toxic male. I'm just detoxing. 
I'm using these natural products to pull my, my, my toxic masculinity down a little bit. All right. So again, with the hair products, I'm still using my old spice fucking pomades, whatever. But again, I don't feel like wasting. So I'm going to just keep using shit till it's gone. And then, uh, you know, and then I start using the natural shit that I've acquired. So, um, for the hairstyling, it's, you know, I've got some jars of like, uh, American crew I like I've used and I, I I've liked, um, but I'm, I'm open to anyone sick. Like, please know that with all this shit, dudes, please tell me what you're using guys. I would love to know what you guys are using in your regimes. And, uh, it would be really, really cool. Like Jason is a toxic male, no better specimen of it, but he's got an entire top of his dressers covered in fucking products. You know what I mean? So he uses shit too. I would love to know what you guys are using and for different things. So like I've got, I even got this little thing called, um, what was it? Cosmetic warrior moisturizer. They sent me a sample of that in my, in my order. And, uh, I'm just going to try to, you know, keep my face moist. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to keep you big guy come on your face? Uh, if it works, if it works and it's free. Um, but, uh, all I'm saying is like, I've got a bunch of shit. I also got like face scrubs from Lumen, that company that like, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm such a consumer, man. If you'll send me a free sample, I'll fucking take it. Why, why wouldn't I try it? It's free. Um, so I've got some Lumen stuff where it's got like an exfoliating rub and a cleansing, you know, a facial cleanser and moisturizing. I'll, I'll fuck with that all day long. Put that shit on my face, right? If it works, feels good. And I, I gotta be honest. Some of these things I'm getting out of, I'm like, fuck, that feels good. My face feels nice and soft. I'm fucking with shampoos, right? Uh, beard oils, beard bombs, beard washes, the shaving products and my soaps and my body washes, right? The dirty, uh, body wash is like a gel, you know, soapy body wash. And again, I'm trying to steer away from that kind of stuff. I don't know how natural everything is, isn't it? But they gave me a, a small, you know, like a $10 bottle free trial. I was like, oh fuck, that's very nice of you guys. Um, shout out to the angels at the lush store in the Rito center for, for their kindness. Um, and then of course, um, finally is shampoos, right? Working on the hair, trying to make my hair nice, uh, keep it clean. Uh, again, I'm losing it. So I'd love for it to be as nourished as possible. So I have, you know, looked into different things. Um, I have got, uh, three different shampoo products all from lush. Yes, they are all from lush. Um, and I, I have other shampoos again here at home that I will use up and make sure that I'm out of, but three products from Lush that I'm interested to try. I've got two samples of their, um, so here, let's go over this way. If you guys don't know, maybe I'll be telling you something you didn't know about. And I got these from travel videos on YouTube. Okay. So for starters, I'm going to hit the three, the, the two travel things that caught my attention that I was like, oh, I want to get these. Um, I believe I mentioned on a previous podcast, so I'll make it quick is when you're traveling, you have an allotment of how many liquid products you can bring It's traveling by plane. Of course, um, you have an allotment of how many liquids you can bring. So, um, shampoos, uh, toothpastes, mouthwashes are all, you know, liquids. Well, uh, lush has a, uh, solid toothpaste, which is like a little tablet that you put in your mouth, take a sip of water, and then, you know, it, it dissolves. And then you use that, you brush your teeth with the shit that's in your mouth. Um, that's something that's because it's a dry thing. They're tablets. Uh, they do not count against your liquid allotment. Um, number two, they also have a liquid, uh, sorry, a solid, uh, mouthwash again, tablets, crunch them up or you, uh, you put a little water in your mouth, crunch them up in the water and it effectively turns into mouthwash in your mouth, swish around, spit it out. Boom. You've got your toothpaste and your, um, mouthwash are no longer counting against your liquid allotment because you have them in solid form. Um, on top of that, uh, one of these videos had suggested lush shampoo bars. Um, so what's a shampoo bar? Basically what it sounds like. It's like a bar. 
it's like a little round puck that's like a bar of soap, but it's it's um, very concentrated soap. And the idea is that you take this, it's like a bar, you rub it, you know, you wet your hair, you rub the bar against your hair. I've already tested out the scenic bar and I was crazy impressed. It was just a sample when they gave me a tiny little one. Um, but this stuff's so concentrated that you can actually like these little pucks last like the same size as like, you know, like, uh, three kind of average size bottles of shampoo or like, you know, two Costco size ones. So that is these little pucks for like 10 bucks last you a long time. And because they dry and they're a bar back to not counting against your liquid allotment in, in travel. So that's a bonus. You know what I mean? So now toothpaste, mouthwash, and, and shampoo are no longer something that take up room in your travel bag. You want well, to take up room, but they don't, they don't count against you. So ladies, you know, you want to bring more makeups and creams and, and this and that and the others. Um, you can, you can change your, uh, you know, your, some of your toiletries to a solid form. So, um, I have got, uh, some shampoo bars. I purchased some and then they gave me some samples of ones I didn't have. I, I did the scenic one the other night. It was fucking awesome. Just rubbing into my hair, my hair, my hair just foamed up. It's got seaweed in there, which seaweed, when you get it wet, kind of goes a little jelly, gets this like gel film on top of it, which helps hydrate the hair. Um, so yeah, dry shampoo bar. Oh, sorry. That that's shampoo bars. I kept calling it dry shampoo. It's, it's dry in the sense that it's a puck, but I got that. I got a wasabi shenkui, um, like gel, not gel, but you know what I mean? Like standard shampoo, wet shampoo bottle. Um, it's green. It's got caffeine, um, like mint and, and wasabi in it. It smells really good. I haven't used it yet, but I'm really looking forward to, to trying that out and seeing how I like that in my hair. But, uh, there's also a thing I learned about called dry shampoo. And dry shampoo is like a powder. And the whole idea is that like a lot of people say you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. In fact, it's not really good for it at all. Um, what you can do is, uh, dry shampoo it. And it's like starches and scents and, and things like that, that you basically put a little bit of this powder in your hand, rub it together in your hands, and then put it in your hair and it, and it absorbs the, the, the grease and things like that. And can give your hair like a cleaner look and, and, and refresh it effectively so that you're not constantly washing and, and killing your hair. Um, I got a bottle fucking try it out. Let's see. Uh, let's see how it works. You know what I mean? I'll wait till, uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I, I don't, you know what? That's when I'd really appreciate you onesies to reach out with contact at one man podcast.com. For those of you who know the benefit, like I, I got friends whose hairs look great hairs, whose hair looks great and they don't wash their hair all the time. You know what I mean? My buddy, Jeff McKay interview with Jeff McKay on the one man podcast. Jeff doesn't wash his hair every day. His hair looks great. Um, I I'd, I'd love to know the people who don't wash their hair every day. That's not the same as not showering every day, right? Question mark. It's not that you're not supposed to bathe every day. It's just that you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. So, you know, do you use dry shampoo? Is there anyone out there who has a regime where it's not washing your hair every single day? Um, I would love for someone to send me kind of a breakdown on how exactly that works. I could, I could probably YouTube it in all fairness, but I would really like to hear from you guys. Um, about, you know, again, guys, what are you using for your shit? Uh, like what are your health, what's in your, what's in your cabinet? Like a capital one ad. Um, I'd love to know what your, your, your self-care regime is. Um, but at the same time, I would love to know the people who don't wash their hair every day. What is it? Do you, do you just, you know, keep your head out of the water? Do you use dry shampoo? Do you wet it, but not wash it? You know what I mean? Like, is, is it just like, I run the water through it, but don't, don't strip the oils with some sort of cleaner or whatever. You know what I mean? But, um, so yeah, uh, dry shampoo powder to sort of, you know, refresh your hair, make it look a little nicer without the grease. Uh, we've got the shampoo bars. So again, 
wash it's just like rubbing a bar of soap in your hair but holy fuck does it ever feel good and it and it really lathers up like it gives you that shampoo feel it just came from a bar instead of from a, a, a liquid soap and then of course i do have a liquid soap the uh wasabi shenkui um i tried one called daddyo did not like it um yeah i really didn't like it because it smelled like lipstick you know what i mean it smelled like thick waxy cosmetic-y kind of kind of smell so um yeah that's that's it on this shit i was trying to make it quick but I, I guess i had a lot to say about it i'd love to know your 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 regimes guys and what you're using um also i would really like to know uh here's the thing not 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 like to know um the store sage sage made number one on the last week's episode of the podcast of stores i didn't know that i i'd never been sorry stores i'd never been to in the radio center but now i like uh essential oil store holy shit I picked up stuff from there. I like their peppermint halo. In fact, that's the one that got me. That's their gateway one. Here's what I'm actually starting to think. I'm like, I'm a straight male and I'm, I'm about, oh, I forgot to turn on my diffuser and I'm about, <laughs> you just started right there. Uh, I am about essential oils, man. They smell good. Even if it's just something that smells good, it puts me in a good mood. You know what I mean? With these essential oils, but the peppermint halo, that's like their signature thing, right? That's how they got me, you know? I, I walked in the store and I was, I was there to pay for purchases, right. As part of my job as the Rito center guy. And, uh, she's like, you know, Hey, did you want to try the peppermint halo? I'm sure. What is it? Yeah. Just put a little bit on the back of your neck, rub it in there. And that's how they got me right and now. It's like, oh yeah. Peppermint halo all day, every day. I got my fucking tube here within arm's reach, rubbing on the back of my neck. Oh, smell that peppermint, right? Get the little warm sensation on the back of my neck. Ah, it's good. It's good. But here's what I didn't realize. I think that, I think that those witches and their witchcraft got me right? The gypsy juice went in there and their, their crazy tinctures and their, and their, you know, cauldrons or whatever. I don't know. I have to kill Jenna is what it is. Jenna is, and Jenna confirmed. I've been back to the Rito center and I'll tell you guys about that in a moment. Uh, back to the Rito center and, uh, Jenna confirmed she was kind enough. So big thank you to Jenna. Uh, she confirmed that she is in fact the store manager and she had listened to the episode and she was very, very kind. She was asking me what the soap company was. And I told her, right. If you meet me one-on-one, I'll tell you about these companies that I don't name. But, um, yeah, she was great. Um, the only thing is I have to kill her now because I'm pretty sure she's the head witch. And if I kill her, then I think the spell is broken and I can go back to being a male who doesn't need, uh, oils (laughs) to feel good. Uh, and I'm not even talking about CBD. I'm like, I'm talking about like rose oils and, and sunshine oils and all these other, you know, these are, I'm kidding, but essential oils stop with the fucking text messages, everybody. Jesus. Um, I'm going to have to go ahead and put you back on silent. Um, so yeah, um, doop, 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 doop. I like the stuff guys. I like the stuff, but I have to kill the head, witch. right? I think that's when she got me right. When I walked in and that first moment, Oh, welcome. And then they, it's like that part in the movie where you're at the end and you're like, how did this all happen? And then you just, you have that little flashback of those couple of drips on the back of your neck that first time. And you're like, that's when it got into me. That's when I, I bit the apple or whatever. You know, so I've been back again since thoroughly enjoying, um, thoroughly enjoying their smells. I picked up, uh, I don't know if I picked up anything else that last time. I just, I think I popped in to say hello, but, uh, definitely, definitely, uh, love Sage. Uh, the staff there is wonderful. They're very sweet. I just have to stay away from there for a while because it is easy to spend lots of money, uh, on what, on what the normal Josh the average Josh, the toxic Josh would consider, uh, magic beans. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm there and I'm just like, huh? I'm like, did I just spend a hundred dollars on diffuser oil? 
Um, can someone take my wallet? I shouldn't be responsible for my finances. Um, no, it's just, uh, it was just cool. It was cool to, to, to be there to visit. I appreciate them listening to the podcast is so incredibly kind. They're so good to me every time I go. So I have nothing but good things to say comedically. I'm teasing them. Cause I'm like, it could only be witchcraft that would make me in love with oils. Um, and to somehow not bat an eye at their price tags, but, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, let's see what else I got here. Uh, Brody and I went to, uh, the Rito center. That was why I visited them again. We were there. Uh, the young failer was excited about the Lego store and he wanted to get himself some get dang Lego. Um, I actually, you know what? Let me, let me backtrack here. I'm going to tell you guys very quickly. I got my second vaccine. There's not a whole lot to tell about it. Um, I got it in the middle of the day on Sunday. Uh, Brody and I had gone to Rito center that morning. Um, but, uh, I, I honestly, I got my shot. The one, it was like, like I looked away cause I don't like getting poked with needles and it was like the woman stabbed me in the arm. It wasn't like a slow injection. It was literally like she held it. You know what I mean? Like, like around her fist, like, like the needles pointing out the bottom of her hand. You know what I mean? Like a stabbing motion. Like you'd stab a vampire, not like a, a nice little, okay, I've got my two index and middle finger on it. Let's poke it in you. It was literally, it literally felt like she just fucking, huh, you know what I mean? Like Pulp Fiction right in the fucking bang. It, it hurts so hard. It's hurt, hurt, hurt so hard. It hurt so bad. Um, but I was like, ow, okay. And I left, I sat, I fucked off later in the afternoon. Like I, I had already felt a bit stiff in the neck earlier that day, just in general from how I slept. But, um, I, I went home that afternoon. I didn't feel particularly well. I started to feel really sore in the joints, really weak. Um, just sore muscles, sore joints, sore. My arm was sore. It wasn't like, I didn't feel fevered or sick at any point. So it was just like, ugh, I just feel shitty. And so I came home that night and I, uh, that afternoon, I should say, I wasn't even out much longer. And I, and I rolled a little bit of the sleep well oil, right? So the peppermint halo, you put it on your temples, you put it on the back of your neck. Oh, you smell sweet peppermint. Everything gets warm and it's supposed to help with headaches and stuff. The sleep well, I don't know what the oil is in it, but whatever that mixture is, whatever that, that gypsy juice is, um, the, uh, the coven at Sage Rito had, <laughs> had suggested that I, uh, roll it on the back of my knees, right? Cause it's a pulse point. Um, so on the back of the knees. So, uh, for, for quick absorption at the pulse point, rub it on the back of your knees. And then for slow absorption, you also roll it on the bottom of your feet. So you get a quick acting sort of, uh, you know, fix if you will, on the back of your knees, uh, pulls it in, puts you nice to sleep. And then the stuff on your feet, because your feet are thicker, slowly absorbs through the feet, uh, you know, to, to sort of keep it going longer. You know what I mean? Like the oatmeal, if you will, of, of, uh, witchcraft of tinctures. Uh, so that was, uh, that's what I did. And I'll tell you, uh, it worked. It's called sleep well. And I did. I, I was like, I'm going to have a couple hours nap, see if I can feel better. And I fucking woke up at like 1130 and I'm like, oh, I am still asleep. Uh, I'm still very tired. Uh, I'm going to go back to sleep. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, so my arm right now, literally at the, at the, 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 the site of the injection, it's minutely, uh, sore if anything. And I'm like, literally like I don't know if you can hear my rubbing. That's like me trying to find where I was injected. So it barely just kind of hurts a little bit in the area. I couldn't even pinpoint exactly where. So not that bad. But earlier that day, Brody and I went to the Rito Center. We visited the, uh, the witches, the, uh, the, the Wiccans, the, the, uh, occult shop of Sage. And, um, and then we went to the Lego store because the young fella, he is into the Lego. He has got, uh, for his birthday back in June, he got himself, oh, well, got himself, he received, um, 
uh, Harley Davidson and another motorcycle. Dude is into bikes. He's got his e-bike. Uh, he's zipping around the city on his electric bike. Happy, happiest guy. Uh, I swear to God, loves it. Loves the freedom. And now, uh, he's done two motorcycles and he was like, yeah, I'd love to get my hands on another. He was looking for a, a like a, a charger, Dodge charger. And unfortunately they did not have it. So he stood in a long ass fucking line, uh, for the Lego store, because I guess a new star Wars set had come out or whatever that day. We weren't aware, just, we happened to be going. Um, but anyways, they, they didn't have it. Um, so he ended up, uh, picking up something different, which I'll tell you about in a second, might be a little anticipation, but, um, I was, I was, we were in the Lego store, we were wandering around looking at all these different things. And we had a lot of time in line too. So we're like scrolling through what they have online and looking at all these different sets. And I was like, holy shit, there's like a lot of stuff. And Brody's telling me something about how, like they said that, like, you know, um, when it comes to a Lego set, you were going to, you want to pay about 10 cents a piece. That's usually a fair price or whatever. So, you know, if, if something's like ridiculously expensive and it doesn't have, you know, that many pieces, then it's usually, you know, not a good price or whatever, or at least, you know, maybe it's rarer or something. And I was like, okay, interesting. I didn't know that about Lego, right? 10 cents a piece, but Lego is all about how many pieces. Um, so, um, I noticed that they actually had like, where we're standing in line, they had like these little, uh, like they had a Seinfeld apartment and the apartment from friends, which I thought was kind of funny because I'm like, I can see, I guess maybe young women being into friends, but I can't see a young woman who's into friends also being into Lego. It's tough. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm open to it, but I was just like, huh? Usually it's kind of like, I would feel like it's like more of a girly girl who would be into that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like I get, I get the Harry Potter thing unisex harry potter right young that kind of is but i'm like if you're lego young but you're also into friends that's interesting but i was like there's no fucking way that there's like lake like lego seinfeld fans do you know what i mean unless we're talking adults and we know we all know we're talking about adults there's no eight-year-old who's like oh my god i love seinfeld you know what i mean so it's got to be for the the adults but i just thought it was interesting that that's what like that's what lego's doing it's licensing seinfeld it's licensing friends Shitloads of Harry Potter, shitloads of Marvel, shitloads of Star Wars, shitloads of other things. It was just like, like it was a lot to look at and a lot of shit was expensive. A lot of shit was expensive. Um, in fact, it's funny. My doctor's office has shitloads of plexiglass display cases of all of the different things he's built. Like in my doctor's office, it's not my doctor. It's not my doctor. There's a few doctors at this place, but in the office, one of the doctors is all about Lego and he's got like fucking... Harry Potter, not castles, but like scenes. He's got like slave one and the death star and like double decker, but like the office has shit everywhere. Lego sets that this guy's made, but good on him rather than just making something and it takes up room in your house or you break it down and they throw it in a box, like a puzzle. The guy's like, ah, I made it paid for it. And now it's decorative in my office. Um, so I dig that. I, in fact, I kind of want to take Brody to my doctor's office when things open up and be like, dude, you got to see the sets that my, my, my doctor's office has, uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so, um, oh fuck. I forgot to talk about the shittiest movie. <laughs> I got so much to talk about guys. You'd, you'd never think knowing me that I would, I would be, uh, bored of talking, but sometimes it does happen. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I'll get back to that in a second, but um, Brody ended up getting a Ford Mustang, like the 1960s Ford Mustang was what he ended up picking up. It was, uh, 1,471 pieces and went for $200. So that logic, uh, of 10 cents a piece, if we move the decimal two points, 
Uh, no, one point. We have $147. He paid 200 for it. So not uh, outrageous, but that's, that's uh, maybe that's changed. Hey, maybe with, maybe the old school way was 10 cents a piece. And now with inflation or COVID, right? Everything's gone up because of COVID. Maybe that's just the way it is. But, uh, Brody got a Ford Mustang and one of the text messages I received this evening, I told you it was pertinent as to what was going on. Um, Brody messaged me and said, uh, the stuff takes way longer than I thought. I just finished the Mustang now. And I should have said, send me a pic, bro. Send me a pic, dude. I want to see it. Do, 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 do. Want to see it? Bang. All right. Let's see if I can get a picture. If I can get a picture back, guys, I'll throw it up on the uh, One Man Podcast Instagram. So the shittiest movie that I ended up seeing um, was called Slacks. S-L-A-X-X. And Slacks, I was like, it's literally like, you just see like uh, the backside of pants. A chick with no shirt on marketing, right? Make you think nudity, but it's like a naked back and a pair of pants with a hand on the ass cheek. And you're like, and I'm like, I saw that picture alone. I was like, what is it? Haunted pants hover over it. And it's like, when a haunted pair of pants, and you're like, are you fucking kidding me? Like the, like the, the B horror movies seem to be never. Oh good. It's still open in front of me. So I can read it to you. When a possessed pair of jeans begins to kill the staff of a trendy clothing store, it's up to Libby, an idealistic young sales clerk to stop its bloody rampage. Um, it is exactly what it's basically like this, like, uh, not cult, but it's clearly like one of those corporate environments where they want you to drink the Kool-Aid and, you know, here we have a culture of, you know teamwork and da, da, da. it's like one of those places where you know this new chick starts and they're like you know she wants to buy something and they're like she's like i'm a member i'm a staff member now so i get a discount they're like actually you don't become a staff member technically until midnight so you're not going to get your discount on this part job it's just honestly a bunch of obnoxious people um the, in terms of like the filming and everything the 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 cinematography the look of it isn't really shitty it's it's not half bad um the acting from some is decent from others it's way over the top but it's literally like one chick has got the pants on and she's trying to steal a pair of these new pants and she's got them on and she's sitting on the toilet and it just starts crushing her stomach and then you just see blood coming out of the pants and then blah, and blood splashes all over the floor and she severed in half. There's one guy, the zipper comes up and cuts his thumb off and then the pants jump on his hand and eats his hand. Like it was, it was so dumb. But the idea is that like, there's these new pants and then I, and then, uh, the, the place is supposed to be like you know, cruel GMO free in their pants and, and, uh, sustainable and ethical. And then it just turns out that like the pants are haunted because in the third world countries where they make them, they exploit the laborers or whatever, blah, blah, blah. They never even explained, like, it's not like they were killed. It was just literally they exploit the laborers or whatever. And it's like, and these pants are trying to make things right. It was just, it was dumb. And in the end, like the chick gets knocked over, hits her head. It doesn't even make sense. They have chick gets knocked over, hits her head on the floor, but like, and bleeds a, like the fastest pool of blood you've ever seen come out of someone's head. It's like, so it's like she falls, hits her on the floor and it's like blood pouring, like a bottle smashed. Um, and that was it just from getting knocked over. But, um, and then you just see like this Indian girl, like, you know, walking down the street and then she walks onto a thing that has like the name of the clothing company on it. You're just like, but she was innocent. She was trying to help. And uh, it was stupid, stupid slacks, the shittiest movie. Um, I will keep looking for shit movies. I'm sorry. I didn't want to really go into detail, but it was just really dumb. It was literally this. Oh, and the, and the premise was they're unveiling these new pants tomorrow. So the store has gone into lockdown. So no one can come in or out so that the secret of these new pants, uh, isn't revealed except they unlock the door. Like they find the dead body. 
like, oh, we, we, we can't come out anyways. We're under lockdown. We can't do anything until the morning anyways. Let's not let it ruin our launch. And then they open the front doors to let some social media person in, some influencer, because she's going to talk about the pants. It's just, it's stupid. Whatever. That's why it's the shittiest movie. Slacks, S-L-A-X-X. Feel free to have a little gander at the thing. Uh, if you want to know what I subjected myself to. And with that, we go into the top five of this week, guys. Boom, boom, bang, bang. Let's get this over with. It's an hour and a half already. Um, the top five Lego sets I'd like to do. So how about that? While I was dicking around uh, in line and there, I saw some things that I thought were actually kind of cool. Now, this is not to say I'm going to go out and buy them because uh, hey, I couldn't possibly justify some of these price tags. But with every one of these that I mentioned, please know that I will tell you the amount of pieces and the price tag on these items. So, um... In number five, there is a Lego roller coaster. It actually looks kind of cool. I don't know if it works. Nothing on the website uh, said that, that that it works, but it does look like there's a thing that, that maybe a hand crank or something that pulls the cart up to the top and then it goes over. So it's a nice, it's a nice looking one. You can see it on the, on the Lego website. Um, the roller coaster is 4,124 pieces and has a grand total of $479.99 for that set. So again, the 10 cents Brody's law of Lego, I know it's not his, but you know what I mean? Uh, so 4,124 pieces, 479, you are paying slightly more, but it's slight, right? 4,000 should be about 400. Um, and, and it is in fact that, so it's, it's not too off point. Number four, Infinitely cheaper, but speaking of infinitely, it is the Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos's glove with the uh, Infinity Stones in it. Um, much smaller, it's literally just like a stand with the glove and the thing on it. It's 590 pieces um, and comes in at $99. So again, 59, it looks like a $59 piece, but it comes in at 100 It seems to be there usually about $40 or $50 more, but that could just be the inflation of COVID and whatnot. Seems to be pretty reasonable across the board in terms of, of the cost of these things. And of course, they're paying for licenses from Marvel and stuff like that. You know, those, the, those aren't free. Um, the next one. Um, the next one, not the most expensive, but the most pieces I've seen, uh, on a set listed on the website, it is the Colosseum. So in Rome, the Colosseum, uh, it's, you know, really doesn't need any explanation. It's a big piece, but it comes in at 9,036 pieces. So, uh, should be relatively, should be more than 900 bucks, right? At 10 cents a piece, but it actually comes in at 649.99. I would imagine because a lot of those pieces are very similar to build the base. When you see it, it, it doesn't look super impressive. It's not unimpressive, but just, you can see that maybe a lot of those pieces are in the base underneath it to kind of build up its, its, its foundation. Um, so the Coliseum is number three at 9,036 pieces, $649. Number two, number two. Okay. Uh, this is one that caught my eye in the store. Um, it is Ecto one and I'm going to let that sit for a couple of seconds because some of you don't know what Ecto one is. Some of you do. All right. Uh, it is the, let's give it a second here. A little hang time. Ah, fix my ears. Right. For anyone who doesn't know, what is it? What is it? This even gives you time to Google it. No, uh, Ecto one is the vehicle from Ghostbusters. It's the Ghostbuster mobile, uh, which is not its name. It's Ecto one. And, uh, Ecto one looks really, really nice. It is 2,352 pieces, um, coming in at $259. Um, so again, very close 23 in 2352, 2599. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's pretty close. Um, also wanted to plug this. The reason, uh, Ghostbusters on my mind as well is that Ghostbusters afterlife is coming out. I saw the, uh, the newest trailer for that this week as well. And, uh, 
This Ghostbusters won't be like the shitty Ghostbusters, right? The one that was done by Paul Feig, previously mentioned in this episode. Paul Feig isn't touching his stupid, greasy, unfunny fingers on this one. This one is being directed by Jason Reitman, uh, who directed the movie Juno, right? With uh, Elliot Page, at the time Ellen Page, um, and and Michael Sarah. Very good movie. He was showed his chops as director, but, but uh, Jason Reitman is the son of acclaimed director uh, and producer Ivan Reitman, who... Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, wrote and directed the original Ghostbusters movies, as well as he was in the movie, like he part of, uh, no, should I got to, I got to pull him up because Ivan Reitman deserves a lot of respect. So what's really cool about this is, you know, Ghostbusters came out the year I was born in 1983. Okay. So it's, it's been all, it's, it's fuck. It's 40 years old like me. Okay. But Ivan Reitman did a, a bunch of stuff and it's really cool to see so here we go we've got him he's known for ghostbusters of course uh heavy metal looks like he's a part let's let's get right to his filmography i'd love to get to the stuff that he directed so he's 20 22 movies he's directed um most recent stuff was draft day with uh what's his face um kevin costner looks like he did no strings attached which was i think natalie portman and ashton kutcher my super ex-girlfriend was a great movie with uma thurman and luke wilson uh, it also had Anna Ferris. Uh, he directed the movie Evolution in 2001 with Sean William Scott, David Duchovny, Orlando Jones, and uh, that chick I don't like. I think it's Julianne Moore. Father's Day with Robin Williams, Billy Crystal. He did Junior. I didn't even know he did Junior. The one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger being present, uh, pregnant. What? He direct guys. He directed Kindergarten Cop and Twins. You know what I mean? You got to give him credit for that. Three Arnold Schwarzenegger hits. Come on. And and I will say this. None of them action movies, guys. Kindergarten Cop was not action. Junior was not action. And Twins was not action. That was literally taking Arnold Schwarzenegger, an action star, and making him a comedy performer. And he did great. Um, Ghostbusters 2, of course. And uh, and Ghostbusters. He also, by the way, directed the Ghostbusters music video by Ray Parker Jr. But Stripes, Meatballs, uh, those were comedies prior to Ghostbusters, and of course, with Bill Murray. So Ivan Reitman, is he's known as, you know, he's done his shit, but he's also been a producer of a ton of stuff, including the new Space Jam movie. Uh, you know, ugh, he was a producer on the new Baywatch. Oh, he was a producer of the the girls' Ghostbusters, the Girlbusters. But it looks like, yeah, oh, even Countdown to Liquor Dave with the Trailer Park Boys, Canadian stuff. But yeah, a lot of the stuff, the Uninvited, I Love You Man, like he's been a producer for a lot of stuff, Disturbia, Euro Trip, Old School. A lot of comedy is usually Ivan Reitman Road Trip, right? Which was all directed by Todd Phillips. But yeah, so anyways, Ivan Reitman, um, He's, he's a, an authority in, in comedy movies and has been for decades. Um, Jason Reitman is his son and Jason Reitman has done, uh, uh, you know, done movies, directed movies, good movies. And so it's really cool that the person responsible for the original Ghostbusters movies, uh, his son, right. That the movie itself is about a new generation of Ghostbusters and it's nice that a new generation of Ghostbuster director, uh, is at the helm of it. So, uh, I know I'm in a top five list about Lego shit I want to build right now, but, uh, I, I do like sharing that information with you guys and, uh, Ghostbusters afterlife directed uh by jason reitman son of the original director of ghostbusters uh it comes out november 11th 2021 so still a few months away but i am super duper excited this is not a movie where the original cast will pop in as cameos as cab drivers and and spiritual you know whatever the fuck bill murray is supposed to be uh they will reprise their roles as they they actually exist that other one that's like ray stan zegon spangler peter vinkman and winston zedemore didn't even exist 
Uh, this one they did, and this is a, a, you know, continuation of that, that the, the other ones don't even exist. We've, we've wiped the chicks off the face of the earth, not because they're chicks, but because they weren't funny and the movie was fucking stupid. Um, yeah, Ecto one is what I'd like to build. And finally, finally, I got to say this, uh, just because it was, it was beautiful in the display case. Um, I really liked it. And, you know, a part of me will always like it because it was the original thing. You know, uh, I, I gotta tell you guys, I'll give you a little hint. Um, I don't love anything to do with star Wars anymore. I'm over star Wars. The first three movies came out and I thought they were the greatest thing. Um, I was like 15 or something. Um, Jesus Christ. I'm gonna have to have IMDB like on rapid fire. You know what I mean? Like it's going to have to be, you know, what, what do they call that kid? The, the kids call that shit. I'm going to have to have it on, on standby. Jesus. That's not even the kids call. It's just literally what I mean. Um, the phantom menace star Wars episode one, 1999 guys. I was 17 years old when that movie came out. Um, so for 17 years, the only thing I knew star Wars was like you know, a couple of made for TV specials, which I didn't even really see so that they, they couldn't sully it. But also like a TV, a TV variety show, like, you know, the Muppets, you know, and shit like that. I mean, that wasn't going to ruin it. You know what I mean? I was, I was good. Um, and then the Phantom Menace comes out and I'm like, that was shit. We all thought it was shit. And then the rest of them come out, they were shit. And then they start making other movies and it was shit. And they start doing fucking other stuff and it's shit. And you're like, all right. And then JJ Abrams puts his hands on it for a second. You're like, oh, there's hope. There's literally a new hope. Of, of of star wars and then it went right back to shit luke skywars sucking buffalo dicks on a on an island in the middle of nowhere because he's a giant pussy now and just a bunch of garbage um i'm over star wars man i don't give a fuck about their standalone movies i don't give a fuck like mandalorian was fun but i'm so over star wars now that i don't give a shit about any of it i'm just like whatever so so just because something star wars does it, there's absolutely no anticipation no excitement for me um, it took, you know, a year after everyone was singing the praises of the Mandalorian is what it took before I even, you know, gave it a watch myself. Um, but having said that there is still a very cool factor about the millennium Falcon, uh, Han Solo ship. Uh, that was a really cool ship. It was like a signature ship way back in the day. Um, one of a kind, super great ship. It does the Kessel run in, in 12.2 parsecs, which is a unit of uh, distance, not time. So, um, I saw this, there's two millennium Falcons. They have, but one of them is fucking huge. Um, it doesn't have as many pieces as the Coliseum, but when it's all assembled, it looks bigger. It comes in at 7,541 pieces. So 7,541 pieces and has a price tag of $899. Um, that would be something, you know, I like doing puzzles. That would be something that, uh, would be cool to just, you know, sit and work on with, uh, with Brody. He's into it. I'm into it to just sit there. Fuck. I, I would imagine it's like a, we got that many Lego pieces, just hunting and pecking through them just to be able to find, I bet you a fucking, you know, like a magazine sized instruction manual comes with that of how to put that shit together. Um, I actually should bother Brody about the, 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 what do you call it? Uh, the, the Mustang that he built just to see if I can see what his, you know, his instruction manual looked like. Anyways, guys, that's my top five. And number five, roller coaster. Number four, Infinity Gauntlet. Number three, the Coliseum. Number two, Ecto One. And number one, the Millennium Falcon. Uh, nostalgically, but not because of any particular love of Star Wars. It was just the biggest motherfucker I saw in the store. And I was like, that would be fun to build. When you see it, when you see it, and you're literally, if you have your hands, you know, 
not completely extended, but damn near side to side. That's what it would take to hold this fucking thing. Um, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. So that's it guys. That's uh, the thing coming up this week. I got a, a gig. I'm gonna be doing Friday night, uh, for fireball whiskey reprising with my team, uh, Lamise and Jad will be nice to see them again. Um, I gotta do my taxes. I found out like last minute, I gotta do my fucking taxes cause they're way behind. I just let it go and never got on top of it. So there'll be a lot of boring shit this week, but I'll try to find a shitty movie. You're always welcome to suggest one to me. Contact at one man podcast. I want to know fellas, what are your, uh, what are your self-care, uh, products and routines? Ladies talk to me about this. Don't wash your hair every day. How does it work? Do I wash, you know, again, I'm supposed to wash my body every day. I would assume I don't like feeling gross and sweaty and whatever. Um, you know, what, uh, what shitty movies do you guys suggest? What are your top fives? Give me a recommendation of a top five that you'd love to hear me do. And I'll, I'll have it ready for you. Um, you know, or just send me anything you want. You know, the deal you send it. I read it on the podcast. It gives you a voice. Um, check out some of the shit that I talked about. If you're traveling, check out some of the stuff from, uh, from lush, the dry things. Um, and that's it. That's it. All right. Still working on, uh, getting the, the, the video version of this podcast done, but, uh, you know, there's no rush. I'm hoping like I've literally set myself that like, you know, by the time we get to episode 250 at that point, it'll be inexcusable if I haven't done it. But uh, as it stands, we're at episode 221. I've, I have more, I have more in the future, uh, and I have shit to do. So, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, I hope you, uh, you know, live your best lives and you're happy and everything's good. Let's get the energy up. Cause this was a very non-toxic male. I'll send you guys out of here with some, some, uh, fucking upbeat music. Um, but aside from that, I look forward to, to talking with you again soon.